This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hands Shop First. Mm-hmm. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're doing. We're dead on. <laughs> Adam's Family Values. This is the sequel to the movie, uh, directed by Barry Sonnenfeld. Uh, written by Paul Rudnick, based on the characters by Charles Adams. Huh, I never knew that. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> starring Angelica Houston, Raul Julia, Christopher Lloyd, Joan Cusack, Christina Ricci, Carol Kane, and Pugsley, Jimmy Workman. Mm-hmm. And yeah. David Hyde Pierce, and Tony Shaloub, and Nathan Lane. Yeah, yeah there were some cameos in this movie. <laughs> I would say cameos. I don't think their career started yet. Nathan well, probably Lane. Nathan Nathan Lane, yeah. But yeah. David Hyde Pierce and Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, I, was, I did notice Shalhoub. I didn't see David Hyde Pierce. Uh, I just noticed him in the credits because he was one of the doctors delivering a baby. Yeah. I want to mm. see the baby. Baby. Um, I don't... I don't know. Did any of us officially nominate this movie? We just wanted to have a Thanksgiving movie to talk about. So yeah, yeah, I think it's looking for Thanksgiving movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll just go first. Uh, I did see this in the movie theaters. I think I saw both Adams Family movies in the movie theaters. Uh, growing up, my parents were big uh, like Nick at Night people, and we always well, even Nick in the afternoon too. Because I think I remember watching this before. <laughs> there was syndication but, when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe that's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Uh, this and the Munsters, yeah, both exactly. of them. But I think my parents preferred this more than the Munsters, and uh, I did too. Yeah, but, uh, like yeah, I, this movie. I, I remember liking it. I don't think I didn't like it as much as the first, just because I think I hated the Joan Cusack character so much. But uh, going back and watching it, it was good. Just good memories. It's not the best movie in the world, but I had some fun watching it. Um, Alex, uh, pretty much the same. I saw the original show in syndication. And I loved it. I liked the monsters, but I really loved it. I latched on to the Adams family. So when the movie came out, it was fantastic. Uh, seeing all the characters, you know, become larger than life on the big screen. That was great. And then the sequel came out and and uh, I was just thrilled. We'll get into it all to right. see which one I like better. <laughs> okay. And Scott. I don't remember the first movie all that much. So as as I was watching uh, this one, I was trying to f- remember if, if at the time, you know, what I might have been drawing on uh, from from the first movie, as I saw both in the theaters. Also, this came out in 93. This this is one of those movies that's making me feel a little old. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, saw, saw it in the theater. Uh, had not seen it in maybe, maybe since, really. Yeah, the same here. I think I saw it in the theater and this was the second time I've ever watched it. 
Uh, all right. Well, uh, before we get started, the one thing I have to get out of the way is these Adam Family movies created the greatest pinball game of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't it know is. if I've ever mentioned this on this podcast, but I love I the Adam's Family pinball I game. I, I suck at pinball. I suck at that one, but I still have fun playing it. And it's my goal one day to get one of those in my house because I love playing that. There's, there's got to be a, a digital version of that out there. There is, and I've gotten, I've downloaded those a few times, but it's not as obviously it's not as good. Yeah, as the real it's thing. not the same thing. Um, but yeah, just do spelling greed on the bookcase. All the voices were just perfect, and take the ball. Mm-hmm. I got a whole bucket full. Something like that. Oh, that's good. <laughs> All right, uh, but as usual, we're each going to talk about seven uh, items from the movie. Um, I guess since I went first, I will go first. And uh, oh, my number seven is. Well, there it is. Whatever the hell that oh, was. <laughs> that's also my. That's also my number seven. Fucking tag team <laughs> theme song. Awful. Easily the worst part of this movie. Terrible. But <laughs> I was laughing so hard in embarrassment for these people. I know. So, so the first movie had that, but it was like an MC Hammer. Yeah. Right. So I think they were maybe yeah. trying to recapture that. I in in elementary school in in choir, we we did that stupid song, the the Adams Family song from the first movie. But yeah, to, but I I agree with you, Jeff. That that ending song. Oh my god, <laughs> it's fucking awful. It's so bad. Yeah. yeah. It, it reminded me of Beavis and Butthead. I don't know which episode it was, but they're doing it. It's whoop. There's my butt. <laughs> <laughs> there's my butt and for some reason this version of it reminded me of that so yeah I mean just the very definition of somebody <laughs> just cashing a paycheck selling out yeah mm-hmm. I mean that whole song to begin with is pretty much a sellout but whatever um, that's my number seven uh, sounds like Alex that was your number seven as well uh, yeah it I I hated <laughs> I really hated it that it, it they did try to evoke a lot of whoop there it is in this song it's like they they just used the the bass track for whoop there it is and then just added family Adams family stuff into it yeah. <laughs> it was so it's so bad uh, it is it is the single worst part of this movie <laughs> for me anyways yeah. Awful. All right, Scott, number seven. Uh, number seven was something early on. Uh, I I found uh, th- this movie to be very charming. All the other little touches everywhere. Um, it, everything's coming like a a, a mile a second. Um, just just one after the other with the sight gags and the jokes. Um, the the plot's very kind of secondary, uh, but mm-hmm. it's all I think. Uh, again, it all it all has a, a certain charm to it, and the. The very first thing that that kind of stuck out to me in that vein, no pun intended, was the the knife mobile. Uh, I thought that was that was a, a very oh. funny uh, prop <laughs> that, like, um, that actually it actually figures into the 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 overall plot by the end of the movie. Um, also, super creepy. Like I think they they got like a little person and put like a like prosthetic. Like baby hand over his hand, yeah, chubby baby yeah, hand. Yeah, like that effect did not hold up. <laughs> like that was that was creepy. Like the the little baby hand that they they used for that. Um, I don't know why they just didn't have the baby just grab the knife itself, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, CGI baby. Yeah, 
but uh, yeah, the again the the knife mobile I thought was a was a was a really funny inspired prop. Okay, yeah, it took me forever for what you were talking about. You're talking about like a thing hanging from a crib, not yes. like a car with knives. Right, right, yeah, sorry, yeah, not, not <laughs> the like, knife mobile, yeah, not like a, a car that has knives again. No, the the the, the 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 toy thing hanging over the crib. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number six is the camp counselors. Um. I liked him and slash didn't like him at the same time. And I couldn't figure out who the guy was. I'm thinking he's the guy from Ghostbusters 2, but he is, yeah, not uh, that was uh, Peter uh, McNichol, also of Dragon Slayer fame. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Well, um, I just they, they're they they played their part well, which makes me hate them. Yeah, kind of, Christine, else yeah, Christine freaking Baranski. Yeah, yeah they, they scumbags. They were great. Yeah, they, they were really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good heels. They make them watch all the Disney cartoons. <laughs> yeah. It's <Yeah>. Disney. That's <laughs> um, my number six. Alex. Uh, my number six is that Fester is the, the – my only other gripe with this movie is that Fester is the problem again. Uh, thankfully, they kind of downplayed it. More of the family and the campgrounds and shows up. So he's not a huge – part of the plot but he is uh like a part of it he's a good third whereas in the first movie it was pretty much like all him so it's it kind of irked me a little bit uh, even as a kid and it's like oh fester's the problem again come on man how many times are you gonna (laughs) (laughs) yeah but uh not as bad as i remember all right uh scott number six six were were the thing effects uh, I thought this was a yeah. lot of fun for the most part, um, and it most a lot of it holds up uh, pretty well. Yeah. I, I thought so. Um, yeah. Again, they're doing a lot of fun things. Uh, the arm wrestling at the beginning, uh, <laughs> round two, yeah, yeah. Um, the car driving was was a bit much. Um, just him running around. Uh, it was it was a cool effect for nineteen ninety three. For 1993, definitely. I just I felt like you could tell like the, the you could see the CGI uh, seams a lot in this. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, I remember as a, yeah as a kid when this came out, I was like, this is a million times better on the TV show. Just an arm sticking up through a table, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. this yeah, this was a million times better. But I remember watching this. I was like, oh, you can kind of see it, but whatever. This is top notch hand acting, by the way. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it was probably Duchovny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're different than those uh, hair and body boys. <laughs> All right, uh, on to my number five. And what I hate about this movie as a kid, and what I don't like about it now, but it's I know it's the point, it is the Joan Cusack character. She's so annoying, and I hate her. <laughs> and she was awesome. Uh, no, but I would say she did her part awesome. She's played the character well. I just... I remember as a kid, it really frustrated me. Like, why are you trying to ruin the Adams family? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and so and now when I watch it, I can't get that. That's the first thing I kept thinking. And as soon as she showed up, and I was like, oh, yeah, she tries to get Uncle Fester away. <laughs> so I hated her for it. But, yeah, obviously she's doing a good job with this movie. But I did like not the character. Yeah, it was, it was a lot so, of fun because, like, when you think femme fatale, like, like Joan Cusack isn't the first name on that yeah. list. Yeah. Right. But yeah, she she kinda she plays it to the hilt here and yeah, it's it's pretty good. 
Mm-hmm. Did haven't we done like top five femme fatales? And no one had her on her list. I don't think. No, I don't think we did. We did Should like have. you know Bond villains and stuff. Like get out of here. All right, uh-huh. uh, Alex number five. Uh, I love the intro to this movie. It's it starts off a little bit methodically. It, it, you know, you go through like little vignettes of what the family is doing around that the house, around the Adams property. Fester's howling at the moon and everything. The kids are burying a cat with grandma. <laughs> a live cat. Uh, the cat moves and wins the kids. <laughs> yeah, quiet. <laughs> and then it, uh, Gomez and uh, it uh, or thing are are uh, yeah arm wrestling. That was great. And then Angelica Houston. <laughs> Oh man, she's so great in this movie. I've got wonderful news. I'm having a baby right now. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> and then it just the movie just takes off running and it doesn't stop. It's amazing. Oh, I love it so much. Yeah, it is really good. Yeah, yeah, I, I never, I never did get tired of the the weird lighting they do on her face for the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just that that classic it's, beam of light across yeah, her eyes. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. pretty good. All right, uh, Scott, number five. Number five. So there were a lot of uh, uh, kind of one-liners tossed out in here. Uh, uh, Some some really funny stuff. And I I think I could have made a top seven of just that. But uh, uh, the one one that I liked the most that was the funniest, um, which was was kind of borderline R-rated, even though this is probably PG movie. I Um, think so. When uh, Debbie and Fester are out in the graveyard, and she's trying to explain what what uh, what a virgin is and how sex works, and and she says, uh, um, "It's it's physical love." And, and Fester says, "Oh, you mean with another person?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah that that. Uh, Made me laugh out loud more than any of the other lines. Uh, there, there were some other good ones too. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll have one or two more in my honorable mentions if you guys don't get to them. But that one, that one was my favorite. All right, yeah, I have a little more to say about this. You can jump in there. Um, but my number four is uh, Mustache Baby. I don't know why that <laughs> made Hubert. me laugh the entire time. First of all, it was very cute baby. I don't normally think babies are cute. Baby was pretty cute. That goddamn mustache on mustache there. Baby. <laughs> mustache baby. Scott damn it. I really wish I would have watched this movie earlier so I could have had my kids dressed up as <laughs> baby Hubert for Halloween. <laughs> Pubert. Pu- the damn name it. too. Pubert. Yeah. Uh, it was a Pubert or Hubert? It was Pubert with a P. Oh, okay. Like pubes. <laughs> That's even better. But yeah, mustache baby is is my number four. Alex, my number four is Debbie. Uh, it takes a lot to go toe to toe with uh, the Adams family, like Raul Julia just being the <laughs> chewing up scenery, being as theatric as he possibly can. Angelica Houston just supporting him and just being like the the ice to his fire, and and. Uh, uh, Fester uh, just being bananas and you know Christopher Lloyd the whole way around so to have like a villain to to actually stand up to the the entire family like in the crazy department Joe Cusack nailed it it was awesome I, I love the best part was of course at the uh at the uh which what the fuck am I trying to say the apex of the story the 
the climax when she's she's telling her life story to everybody with slides. Yeah, that that was pretty funny. Oh my gosh! Like, I wanted ballerina Barbie with a little pink poo poo. What did I get? Malibu, Malibu Barbie. Barbie. <laughs> Grandma's like, oh my gosh, yeah. you poor thing. The whole family's like sympathizing with her. Like, I, oh, an X. That takes me back. I, I just love that she was like even showing them the slides. Like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was nuts. Hey, quick question: uh, Was Grandma on the show? Yeah, I do not remember. Because I remember Grandpa from the Munsters. I couldn't remember a Grandma from the show. Yeah, she was on the show. But I would assume so because they got Carol. They would just make up a weird actor, you know, weird character and make Carol Kane do it. So I don't know. So tri- trivia, I guess it was a different actress in the first Adams Family movie. And then they, and this one, it was Carol Kane. Really? Oh, She's okay. even too much in this. So, hmm. Well, she right. she, well, she basically acts like Carol Kane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have fun storming the castle. That's not even her. Damn it. That is <laughs> take a miracle. That is Carol Kane. All right. Anyway, Scott, what's yours? Number um, four. So, so my number four is I, I love the the heightened reality here of um, this this simultaneously super like tight knit functional family. Of sociopaths, um, I, I like that they, they they go back and forth on this through, throughout the entire movie um, about about them actually caring for each other. I think we the, the closest analogy was we I, I forget how we we got to this point, but um, I think we were, we were talking about uh, married with children and like the Cosbys um, and how like in. In real life, it turned out that <laughs> that everybody on the you know the dysfunctional family show, uh, you know, were were like the the more solid, more solidly knit uh, group of people. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, pudding pop, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just I like they they go back and forth. I like sometimes it's little things like how when when Debbie first gets. Uh, Introduced, and they they ask if her dress is flammable and if she's had her shots. <laughs> like they actually do care about like the the kid getting some kind of disease, but they don't seem all that rattled with, with you know the baby being dropped off the roof. Um, how uh, for the the bachelor party, the the girl getting baked inside of the cake. <laughs> that was that was really dark. Um, oh, lurch. But uh, yeah, <laughs> just uh, um, Gomez. Oh, that poor girl. Ah, oh, say love me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but all all there, you know, they're having that party for Fester. Um, yeah, just these little touches of like them being like really good human beings to each other, but at the same time, just being a bunch of psychos. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's like again, that's probably like the whole charm behind behind everything, but. Mm-hmm. Why? Why the weirdness really works? But, uh, enjoyed enjoyed it a lot here again. What about when Fester and Gomez were trading stories about what they did to each other as brothers? Yeah. <laughs> Fester's like, "I took your brains out. Yeah. You did." <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Um, all right. Uh, well, my number we're on threes now, right? Yes. Uh, 
is Uncle Fester's creepy. It creeps this movie. Also, there's a lot of jokes I don't think I got as a kid. Like a lot of the innuendo, like Scott already mentioned uh, <laughs> the one joke. And there's just other. I think I'm pretty sure they made like a, hand, a thing joke about something. And uh, I'm too embarrassed to say. And um, <laughs> I don't know. I just thought Uncle Fester was super creepy in this movie. And that there are a lot of jokes. And a lot of the jokes, they have like sexual and and stuff. I didn't get at the time. And now they're all mostly dealing with him. And we did ever said her name was Debbie. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. There it is. There, there's one joke <laughs> that like less, less uh, um, tawdry, but um, that. So again, something I didn't really appreciate as much as a kid, but uh, when when Gomez is talking to Fester in the beginning of the movie, trying to console him, and he says something, paraphrasing, you know, I wish for you the indescribable joy of having children and paying somebody to raise them for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really funny line. Yeah. It was. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex, number three. My number three is Wednesday and Pugsley trying to kill baby pubert. (laughs) (laughs) All the cartoonish things that they went through to (laughs) try and end him. Uh, It starts off at the beginning when they're sawing just as part of the railing and the stairs. (laughs) And they're like, do you think mom and dad are really going to replace one of us? He's like, who do you think it'll be? Well, they don't need two boys. <laughs> Pugsley got really worried. <laughs> oh, the best. When they uh, they got a bully or cannonball and the baby up on the very tall roof of their of their mansion. <laughs> it's like, which one do you think is going to fall first? Cannonball? Ah, but which one do you think will bounce? <laughs> the baby? <laughs> There's only one way to find out. <laughs> Toss them both off the roof. Oh, but the guillotine, man. That one was scary. Actually, one of my kids, Luca, he ran out of the room when he saw the guillotine and then they put the baby in there. <laughs> yeah. I, I was I, I was cracking up the the whole French Revolution reenactment there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And guilty. <laughs> she admitted it. The only punishment is death. What did she say at the end when <laughs> the baby came? Spoilers. The baby catches the guillotine with his bare hands. I forget. It was something like... Like freedom, freedom dies this day. Or something so along those lines. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like the revolution suffers. Something like that. Yeah, but it was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> nice. A la Superman catches the guillotine. When is this? Oh, you know, like baby Superman lifting the car. Oh. Uh, evil Superman flicking peanuts at the glass. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Scott, number three. <laughs> number three is Wednesday. Uh... She's she's pretty funny in the beginning, like like I was just saying that that speech about the how they're going to replace the kids, and then all the the revolution stuff, just just her deadpan uh, delivery. Uh, but when they get to camp, like almost every scene with her is hysterical. Mm-hmm. Um, when when she starts emoting um, in different ways based on what's going on, and when she that whole scene where she like has to force herself to smile. <laughs> was, oh man, she was, sold that one. Was, that was, was creepy. Um, the this again the speech she gives about how they <laughs> how they they're gonna take vengeance on the <laughs> on the pilgrims. Um, it was it, it was all very funny and uh, more to say a little more to say about it in my mind. Number two, um, 
I thought it was uh, really cute when uh, the the Nebishi kid, um, what was his name? I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, they're, they're sitting on the bench by the lake, and he's going over like how. Oh yeah. How he's allergic. His to, name is like Twig or something. Yeah. He, he's going over how he's he's allergic to everything, and um, and she's like really, and. Uh, says yeah if my mom put like a dryer sheet in there i would i would die i would literally die and then she like edges closer to him on the bench <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i think his name was joel joel sounds right joel glicker yeah glicker glick um, yeah yes uh number three wednesday i think she was the the just the funniest character in the movie yeah uh, well mm-hmm. it's my number two and it's exactly the same thing is Wednesday Adams. I think uh, she does a really good job in this. I am, I mean, she's basically the co-star of this movie, right? Like, I think it's, at this point, I was trying to remember if Christina Ricci was kind of breaking or whatever, and they gave her half the movie because she runs that whole, I think she is the star. I mean, I, I have more number mm-hmm. one the stars, but uh, she's just really good in this movie. The main thing I remember from this movie is her doing her speech, like the close up on her face, doing the the speech at camp, all the stuff at the beginning, like you guys said. Um, really enjoyed it. I, and I, you know, I think this movie is made better by the cast, and she is definitely one of the main parts of it. And uh, I really appreciate it. Wednesday Adams, way better than the version on the TV show, mm-hmm. from what I remember. And whatever happened to Christina Ricci? What? Uh, I feel like she hasn't done anything in forever. She, I thought I saw her she, something she works, recent. She works pretty consistent. She was on like, she was playing Lizzie Borden in something. That might have been. 40 wax with a wet noodle bar. It might have been a couple years back. But she's, yeah, she's worked pretty consistently. I know, but I feel like as a kid, we saw her way more. Now we don't see her. Hmm. I feel like anyway. I mean, I don't know. I thought she was kind of blown up and then. And, yeah, I don't see too much oh, in movies. She kind of did. Yeah. She kind of did, but that's what I'm saying. They never, she didn't hold tight here. I'm pretty sure she did. She just went on to other roles that weren't, you know, spotlights or blockbusters or anything like that. I guess it wasn't in my wheelhouse. I yeah. don't know. Okay. Fine. Was it in your thrill house? Whoa, my thrill ho. <laughs> All right. Uh, on to Alex number two. Uh, on any given day, I think my one and two might switch whether I watch this movie. But I think today on this one, when I watched it, Gomez is my number two. Raul Julia plays him perfectly. Uh, all his theater experience really comes in handy when playing uh, Gomez Adams. It's just fantastic. Especially like <laughs> my favorite scene of his is when he explodes at Nathan Lane in the police station. <laughs> It's like, I've seen, the, you know, maggots feasting on dead corpses there at camp. <laughs> but until today, I haven't seen you. That whole monologue was phenomenal. That is, is love for Morticia is larger than life. The dancing <laughs> at the restaurant was incredible. Uh, he will be missed. Will be. He's one of the first actors I remember dying when we were a kid because he died pretty young, right? Like not too long after this movie. Yeah, he did Street Fighter 2 and then he did a smaller indie movie and yeah, then he passed away. 
But I'm pretty sure it was Street Fighter 2 that killed him. Yeah. <laughs> Street Fighter 2 or just Street Fighter? No, Street Fighter. It was just yeah. Street Fighter, the movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just looking right now. So this came out in 93. Street Fighter came out in 94. And 95 was his last TV movie and a video game. So he plays Bison. Oh, he plays Bison in Street Fighter. He plays M. Bison in Street Fighter, the movie, the video game. (laughs) Uh, All right. Scott, number two. Number two is uh, the the pitch perfect casting here. Um, Raul Julia... And Angelica Houston are <laughs> are so good as as this doting couple on each other, um, and and just uh, her her serenity in this, um, and him like flying out the handle, being impassioned about everything, uh, is really great. Uh, we already mentioned Christina Ricci, uh, Carol Kane is is great, basically playing Carol Kane, but it works here. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Debbie um, Joan Cusack is is again great. Really, really the 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 two count the two camp counselors again uh, Peter McNichol and Christine Baranski uh, are, are great. Um, honestly, the the kind of the weakest link here I think is Christopher Lloyd. Um, it's I don't know. Like I think again, all the other characters are, are like charming in their way where he's just all just kind of physical comedy uh like it's 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 a lot harder to like him i guess um but i mean still still good i i I feel like i I would need to see the first movie again to maybe uh appreciate the him in the second movie i don't know again how well you guys remember it um Mm -hmm. Not very well for me. Yeah, I just saw it recently, actually. Uh, but yeah, he's a bit more personable because he has a whole like character arc in the first movie and everything. Like he's the crux of the whole film, right? Uh, but but again, yeah, it, it it takes all of them together to to really make this this work and to to make them all likable and uh, yeah, that's that's Spider Man Two. This is some great casting. Okay, uh, on to my number one, and it's along the same lines, but specifically, I had Wednesday in my number two, but number one is uh, both Gomez and Morticia. They they make this movie. Everything you guys have already talked about, their their passion for each other, their just the whole Abbas family vibe they give off, and just everything about them. It's anyway for me, Morticia and Gomez, the perfect casting, the perfect couple. I, I think we put on movie slash TV couples that would definitely be these two. They'd be right at the top. Maybe that's what we should have done instead of what we ended up doing. But anyway, Uh, Morticia and Gomez. Alex, what's your number one? When I think of villains, they get like a really good comeuppance. (laughs) It is hard to beat this film (laughs) because the camp counselors are just pretty much borderline racist uh, they're saccharine. They they exclude they all the all the kids that they like them are all blonde, blue eyed, and everything. And then they exclude all the kids with disabilities, the the Latinos, the Jews. Yeah. Um, they can't. It, she doesn't know how to say Jamal. the nerds. This is basically yeah, the nerds. nerds. Yeah, J- yeah. J- J- Jamal, Jim, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> the kid's like, come on. Whatever. And Jamal, of whatever. course, yeah, Pugsley and Wednesday. And so when when they trick him into thinking that the Disney conversion had worked, um, a la Clockwork Orange, and then they come out and they change the script on the whole Thanksgiving play, <laughs> which is why I think this might be the greatest Thanksgiving movie of all time. Pugsley coming out in the turkey suit saying, eat me. <laughs> and you see, oh, what's that's another cameo. Uh, the dad of the really annoying girl from Raising Arizona and a bunch of other movies. He always plays a yuppie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's great. He was feeling very Christmas comfortable. vacation. He works with Clark. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, it's fantastic. And then Wednesday just flips everything. <laughs> it's like, but in the future, you will be forced to live in mobile homes and you won't give us, but you'll, you'll kill us and then take our territory, blah, 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 this and that. And then, so the gods have decreed that you must die and everything goes to shit. Like, every good, everything goes to hell. They start lighting the stage on fire. Kids come in through zip lines. <laughs> they start tying everybody up. Oh, it's phenomenal. They fire <laughs> fire arrows. They're aiming to kill the camp counselors that were in the, uh, I don't know what you call that, stage hole that they're in. Stage hole. Yeah. But it was <laughs> fantastic. And after all that chaos, which I thought was brilliant, they just, it was like completely quiet. The set is still partially burning and all the all the kids playing the Native Americans were just sitting at the cable, at the table waiting for their meal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah, it was pretty good. And I, I was like, it was a very Revenge of the Nerds type moment. <laughs> yeah. Ah, I love it. Or Camp Krusty. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Scott, number one. Number one is the the Thanksgiving play. Uh, yeah. Just just how elaborate that, that whole sequence was. Uh, like Alex said about how the... They, they turn it all on its head. You um, just Wednesday's speech at the beginning. Um, <laughs> just the, the even the, the stupid dance before uh, things go off the rails is pretty funny. <laughs> Eat me, yeah. It's just <laughs> the, yeah, it's awesome. Oh, and the way like even the script Wednesday was like complimenting. What was it? Sarah Goodwife or whatever the hell the girl was playing. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're the most beautiful girl I've ever laid eyes on. Laid eyes on. <laughs> then they burn her at the stake. Yeah. And you don't, sure I, I, people I, I like, died. <laughs> I wonder I wonder if like they were they meant to leave it ambiguous or not. I think they did, but knowing Wednesday, I'm pretty sure people died. Right. But I mean, you see her on the plane later. <laughs> oh, damn it. That's right. Nuts. Well, at least the camp counselors got cooked alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot pubert in the fucking window. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 oh, that was man. really dumb, but still funny. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I knew it was coming and it still fucking got me. <laughs> Baby in a mustache. You yeah. laughing no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking um, baby. Just the you mentioned Wednesday saying that that's the one they remember the, the joke, which and it may have even been in the trailer or the commercial was when they're in the waiting room when they're having the baby and the one normal girls is talking about 
No, the stork came and this happened. And yeah, this they happened. left a, a piece of a star under a leaf in a cabbage patch. That's where babies came from. Our parents just had sex. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was some, so there's good. some topical humor here, by the way. The, the, uh, oh, there the was serial one that killer was cards about about the the plastic surgery. About, oh, that plastic was surgery. Which, what Alex said was a more topical about. What was the girl? Amy Fisher. Uh, yeah. Something Fisher. Amy, Amy Fisher. Fisher. Amy Fisher. Or... Yeah, Amy Fisher. She was on one of the. <laughs> yeah. The it's right like so topical. Yeah, like, wow. Yeah, yeah. It was a little awkward now. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, all right. Any honorable mentions? Let's see. I already named all the other actors that I could recognize in this movie. Yeah, mine was the pinball machine. I had to get in, get that in there because that's the best part that came out of these movies. Even even the movies are decent. The pinball machine, A plus plus plus. Um, the the it was basically an Omen reference at the beginning about how she shows up from the agency. Um, so, oh, that's oh, right. right. It's like oh, they said they the agency couldn't send. They didn't have anybody anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't pick up on that. Nice. nice. Yeah, the, I did. I did laugh out loud when, when Wednesday um, somehow manages to come up with the, the bridal flowers, the bouquet, um, and <laughs> and she says it's not binding. And the <laughs> the uh, the the trans woman behind her says tramp <laughs> calls her a tramp. <laughs> for grabbing the flowers, <laughs> that, that was really funny. Uh, so that that whole little that whole little sequence. Uh, yeah, that's it for me. I love uh, when Pubert when he's is sick because uh, Fester leaves and everything. His entire room changes. <laughs> yeah, like and it's all like yeah. pastel colors and blue skies and everything. And I don't know, he looked a lot creepier when he was blonde haired and blue eyed. If you ask me, God, that hair! Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. I, I think like, Grandma's like he could grow up to be a head lawyer, an orthodontist, <laughs> president. <laughs> I, I did like how uh, Gomez gives him the hair of the dog. He gives him the prairie oyster. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh man, fantastic! All right. Well, with that, it's time to rate it. Uh, as usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven. One being absolute garbage, seven being perfection. I'll go first. I'll give us a five. Um, I was a little nervous going into this, um, but I still enjoyed it. Um, so it kind of makes you want to watch the first one. But if I remember, I think I liked the second one better back then. So I don't know. But uh, the cast, uh, the cast and some of the jokes that I didn't I don't think I got it the first time. Uh, made this fun, and I maybe I'll make watch this every other Thanksgiving. I don't know, but I'm definitely gonna watch it again. That's what, my what five. are you gonna watch on Thanksgiving? Just planes, trains, oh, just, and automobiles, and then this. We already put our Christmas lights up, so Die Hard is in play. I might put on <laughs> Die Hard. <laughs> All right, Alex, what's your number five? Uh, what's my number five? <laughs> yeah, what's your number? What's your rating of this? Idea? <laughs> I have to give this a six because even though it it had like those two, (laughs) that terrible theme song and uh, the minor annoyance that Fester, you know, is the uh, piece of the problem for the movie again. 
I still was laughing and having fun throughout the entire movie. Like, I, I can't remember a time when I was bored or looking at my phone or anything like that. The movie still kept my attention for the whole 90 minutes. And I got to say that for me, at least, this is one of the rare times where uh, the sequel actually outdoes the original. And I'm glad there wasn't a third one. Uh, have you guys seen the, the CG Adams Family movie that just came out? Have not. Mm-mm. Yeah, not great. Did not set the world on fire. Uh so yeah, this is for me the peak Adams family. Six. All right. All right, Scott. Uh give it a five. Uh again, it's consistently funny and charming and it gets credit for clocking in at just a little over an hour and a half. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. but there's there's really not a lot of plot here. Um Mm-hmm. So uh, I felt like that much is that much of it was kind of weak. Um, it was like an excuse to throw them in the camp, and all that stuff's funny, but like, it didn't make a lot of sense. Um, I realized like the whole idea was to get the kids away and stuff, but um, yeah, just Debbie trying to murder him over and over again. Uh, <laughs> uh, it. Yeah, it just felt like they were just trying to get from gag to gag, and which which was fine. But I think that's what holds 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 it back for me, anyways, from from being a little uh, pirated. So, yeah, five. All right, all right. Now it's under a crossover topic, which is top five camps. Is that what we came up with? Mm-hmm. All right. Considering Wednesday and Pugsley, I guess we never ever talked about Pugsley in this, but yeah. Wednesday and Pugsley get <laughs> yeah, sent to camp. Is, I think he was the weakest part in the movie, honestly. Well, but I mean, he served his role. He doesn't do much. So, fine. Yeah. so in he, honor of that, we're doing our five top five camps. Um, I'm going to go first. And this one may be cheating because it's, it's not a camp. It's more of an adult camp. I mean, I want to go with Club Dread. Oh, shit. Damn it, I should have thought of that. That counts, right? Yeah, that's good. Okay. Uh, Broken Lizards, Club Dread. Um, a bunch of a, a bunch of adults go get drunk on a boat and drunk on an island and get murdered and have sex and do drugs and play Pac-Man, play Pac-Man <laughs> with Coconut Pete. With bikinis and booze and yeah, you got coco, Coconut Pete seeking Pina Colada Berg and sea <laughs> shanties and wet panties and <laughs> Pina Colada Berg. Uh, yeah. So because this wasn't a technical camp, I'm a little bit lower on my list, but this would be my number five, Club Dread. Alex. My number five is <laughs> uh, not the most popular movie, but I loved this when I was a kid. I remember watching this ad nauseum, even though I can't remember a single thing out of this movie except for turtles in parachutes that they dropped from on high. But Camp Kikaki from Ernest Goes to Camp. <laughs> oh, nice. Damn it. I couldn't tell you anything that happens in that movie, but I know I've seen it. Yeah. I just remember at the end, they throw turtles from somewhere and they're little parachutes and they start biting the bad guys. It was, All right. I, there I, it is. Yeah. I saw that a bunch of times as a kid. I barely remember it. Uh, number five is Camp Anawana from Salute Your Shorts. You know, this was <laughs> Nickelodeon afternoon preteen programming at its finest mm-hmm. uh, 
I don't know if you guys remember the theme song or not. Uh, Camp Anawana, hold you in our hearts. Camp Anawana, and then the the one kid that plays the uh, the John Connor's friend in Terminator Two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> changes up the because he's the bad kid. Um, he starts yelling out, "Makes you want to fart." Yeah, which is as a, like a, an eight year old kid is like the funniest thing in the world. So, That's right. So, number five, Camp Anawana from Salute Your Shorts. All right. Uh, my number four, I kind of already mentioned it earlier as a spoiler alert, Camp Krusty from The Simpsons with your host, Mr. Blank. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, children. I am Mr. Black. <laughs> yeah. So at Camp Krusty slash what was the, the fat kid <laughs> diet center? What was next door to it? Oh, damn it. I forgot. I don't know what that one was. I forgot the name of it. <laughs> it's where Martin and Uter are, or maybe just Martin, but it's <laughs> enough gruel for everyone. <laughs> Sweet, nourishing gruel. <laughs> <laughs> That's your number four. Alex. My number four is another animated show. Uh, also not the most popular, but Camp Candy. The John Candy uh, animated. There was a string of shows where comedians were just getting their own kids' cartoon shows. Did I think even Cam- sports stars were doing that for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Literally sports stars. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I don't know if Camp Candy might have started that whole trend. But mm, I remember Camp Candy. I thought it was a fun show. I never heard or saw it. Yeah. I do not remember anything about it, Alex. Mm, that's fine. It existed. I believe you. (laughs) Scott, number four. Number four, from the original Parent Trap, uh, as a kid going to visit my grandparents up in Arizona, um, there was like three or four movies they'd put on every single time. And Parent Trap was always one of them. (laughs) And uh, they they went to – and I had to look this up. I did not remember this off the top of my head. Uh, but they they went to uh, Miss Inch's summer camp for girls. Uh, I I don't like. Did Jeff? Did you have uh, Disney the Disney Channel as a kid on cable? Or did you guys? No, have we didn't even have cable. Yeah. Cable? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like they would like on the Disney Channel they'd run ads for all the movies like for like the twelve movies they could show. Um, hmm. Like it's the early days of cable. Like there was no programming, um, but they would. Uh, the, the promo for this was uh, starring Haley Mills and Haley Mills. Uh, the whole what? the whole split screen thing. Um, and Eddie yeah. Murphy. Yeah. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Eddie Murphy. Exactly. Although <laughs> I don't I don't think they were shown coming to America on Disney Channel. Uh, at least not a super stripped down version, anyway. Um, but yes, this was ingrained in me. The whole, all the shenanigans they get into in camp and the song that they sing, which I won't get into here, uh, it's permanently seared into my brain uh, after seeing this movie over and over and over again after so many visits. Uh, so, anyways, mm-hmm. number four, Mrs. Inch's summer camp for girls. <laughs> all right. Uh, my number three is what my number five was basically based on in some form, and mine's Camp Crystal Lake. Because I like horror movies. Oh, higher. Uh, yeah, Jason, the home of Jason Voorhees and his mom, and mm-hmm. 
camp counselors who like to bone and get high and get drunk and get die. Mm-hmm. And That's my number three. A fantastic video game that you can't play anymore. What? They they stopped it? Yeah, for legal reasons. Why? For legal reasons. <laughs> I don't know. But like maybe they whole... didn't have the rights to it or something? or uh, Yeah, or they ran out or they were working on it while they were working on the game and everything. But yeah, something happened. Too, too, many, too many people died making the game. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Superstitious mumbo jumbo. All mm-hmm. right. Well, Alex, what's your number three? My number three is Bandcamp from the American Pie 2. Yes. Is that where they actually go? Yeah, that's a good one. And the well, she goes, she goes, yeah, they're yeah. at the and beach he, or something. Yeah, he goes. No, as, but he 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 he, he crashes it as PD. Yeah, the pie fucker. Yeah, the pie fucker goes as PD. <laughs> yeah, but no, but she's the one that's technically at camp, right? Right, right. She's at she's yeah. at yeah. camp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think she's like a counselor at that by that time. In the second one, because they're in college. Yes, yeah, and it must I, be because the end of the fir- the first movie is all about them getting laid before right, they go to college. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I forget yeah. how they hand wave that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Band camp. All right, Scott, number three. Number three is Camp Krusty. Uh, my favorite Higher. favorite lines of all time in The Simpsons was the go, go let's go to the happiest place on earth, Tijuana. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I don't know if that was the exact line, but yeah, just the happiest place on earth, Tijuana, Camp Cressy. Mm-hmm. All right. Takes uh, my, top, trip. my top two are kind of cheats, but whatever. Um, my top two is not a movie or a book or a video game or a TV mm-hmm. show. What? It's a place with rides and it's Camp Snoopy and Knott's Berry Farm. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when I was a kid going on the big scary rides like Pirates of the Caribbean and <laughs> Matterhorn were too scary for me. So Knott's Berry Farm was a good place to go. I go to Camp Snoopy and I was I I could go on those rides. So when outside of like uh like not scary farm, when was the last time either of you were actually in Camp Snoopy? I I d I can't remember personally. Jeebus, yeah, me either. At least, I can't remember last time I was at years. Nuts Berry Farm that wasn't for at least either years. a chicken dinner or not Scary Farm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I would have been like junior high or something. It has been forever. You know what? It might. The last time I, I was in Nuts Berry Farm might have been for Alex for our Sadie Hawkins. Oh, yeah. At the Kit Kat Theater. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. Jesus Christ, a long time ago. Yeah, in the last couple of years, I've been like I said, I've been for Not Scary Farm, and I went for Chicken Dinner, but I haven't been into normal Not Scary Farm. Right. How 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 is like I've I know people I don't think I've ever done that the the dinner thing like you don't you don't, you don't go in the park right it's just the restaurant yeah, it's just, just the restaurant, restaurant up front yeah, okay. fantastic I can't believe you haven't been there it's awesome that's what like made the park mm-hmm. <laughs> well, no no like I know a, it's been around forever it's just it's a thing that I've never yeah. really done. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Boston Portillo's is down the street too, so I'd rather do Portillo's. That's true, and Porto's <laughs> is right across the street. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of good stuff over there, and the the Pirates family dinner, which I heard is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it is terrible. I've been there once. <laughs> Did you? I think Brian went too, and he's with Harrison. He said it was awful. <laughs> it was uh, medieval times just down the street too. That's true. Mm-hmm. Times. Dinner and tournament. 
<laughs> so yeah, so I guess we've talked about this before. Knott's Berry Farm is like the original theme park area, but no one talks about it because it's like five miles away from Disneyland. Um, but they have uh, a, a, we've talked about this. So Halloween time, they turn it into a, an awesome like haunted house place, and then. They have some restaurants and shops up front, one of them being a chicken dinner place, which is kind of famous for was what kind of started the whole thing. And then on that street, it's a very touristy trap place with medieval times and Ripley's Believe It or Not. And there's the, the weird mini theme park, like the Hobby City or yeah. whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like yeah, Treasure yeah. Land or something yeah, like a roller coaster. Up front. Like you're taking your life yeah. in your own hands. <laughs> I know. I don't know who goes there. There's also that creepy wax museum that was like abandoned for like 15 years and I'm pretty sure it was haunted. Mm. I think they're finally starting to do stuff with it. This is all um, lovely Buena Park, California. Yeah. Which right <laughs> around the corner is where they filmed Clerks 2. Yeah. Trivia. Did not I know this. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you're ever coming down to Southern California for your big theme park you know you're gonna go to disneyland you're gonna go to universal studios or sea world or something make sure you go to knott's berry farm if you want roller coasters peanut stuff and uh i don't know they sell beer there boysenberry yeah if you want to vomit all over yourself knott's is your friend <laughs> yeah yeah god i couldn't do any more than like montezuma's revenge there i i drove it. like like i said like portillo's and i go down the street for tutti frutti's <laughs> which is which is which is right across the street like um just like at the light just watching some of those people go up and down on some of those roller coasters i'm like nope <laughs> like, i will i will puke all over everybody <laughs> in the cars yeah. within a within like a 45 yard radius of the the roller coaster so it's like sandlot we're getting into a big Knott's Berry Farm uh, tangent here, but when you guys, I'm assuming because you guys are only a few years younger than me, like you would get free tickets to Knott's like all the time. We'd be like, turn in this Pepsi can and you get a free ticket right. to Knott's Berry Farm. I, I, or yeah, get an A in your spelling test. They, yeah. they were they were like really hard up sometimes. Like even in the summer, um, you you go some days and it, they would have this thing of like, you could just ride everything twice in a row. And yeah. I remember like one time, like not getting off Montezuma's Revenge after like six or seven times, and <laughs> I think that fucked me up for life. I'm not, I'm not joking. Like, like, I, don't, I don't think my equilibrium was just not let you off. Yeah, I, 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 well, no, like I could have gotten off. It's just like I that, that's not that came out wrong. Phrasing. Whoa. <laughs> Wait, uh-huh. Scott, 15 years later, still stiff army ladies at the yeah. Exodus Star yeah. Tours. Yeah, I'm nauseous. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Yeah. But I just remember, like, in school, like, you would, like, if you would do any extracurricular, like, yeah. okay, do the extra <laughs> geography nuts. test, and you would just get, like, free tickets to Knott's Berry Farm. Or, like, Adam and I, we were decent students, but we just, like, okay, today you just name, like, five countries in Europe or whatever, and here's a free Knott's Berry Farm ticket. Like, sweet. Well, for, for like... Again, like I, like, like I mentioned, we, we had our Sandy Hawkins at, they rented out like a corner of the park. Like, mm-hmm. and it was, I don't remember how much we paid, but it couldn't have been more than like 40, 50 bucks for that. Yep. Like, <laughs> that's, that's how like Knott's was taking all covers. Like, I don't think Disney was doing that for one high school. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, that was my number two. So Alex, number two. My number two is Camp Crystal Lake. I love me some Jason Voorhees, even though I haven't seen the first movie yet. I got to get on that. Uh, yeah. Next Halloween. Yeah, I'll just watch put, it now. Put on your list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Scott. Number two. Uh, number two is Camp Tamaqua uh, from a movie I've, I've talked about a few times. Um, is a dramedy uh, Indian summer. Um, it's about the, these, oh, yeah. these adults that they get invited back to like the, the summer camp they all went to as a kid because they were like favorites of the, the guy that ran the place um, as, as, as the camp was closing down. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good movie. Um, if, if people are interested in, in seeing something that's <laughs> like beyond the usual action and, and comedy stuff that we usually uh, review, I, I recommend Indian summer. So Tam- Camp Tamaqua. Okay. Hmm. My number one, like I said, my second one was a theme park. My second one, my number one is a song. Sounds something like this. Hello, Mutta. Hello, Fada. <laughs> Here I am at Camp Granada. So Camp Marge. Granada. The kids are Camp Granada. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is, I remember being, I don't know how young, super young. My dad had this on record and he would play it and I loved it as a kid. Probably the first camp I ever knew. I didn't even know what a camp was, but I loved the song for some reason. And uh, yeah, Alan Sherman, is it Alan Sherman? Yeah, Alan Sherman's Hello Mutta, Hello Fada. I don't know. You should watch uh, Indian Summer. Is it the same thing? It, they, the the song plays into it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's exact um, one, though, yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't even know if Alvin Sherman was a TV show. I don't really know. I just know my dad had the record, had the song on it, and I thought it was hilarious as a kid. So, I know I sound really old, and this is a really old song. <laughs> Too bad for that you. That was old when we were kids. Yeah, I know. It came out in 63, so. Damn. My dad was 13 when this song came out. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Alex, number one. Number one, Camp Krusty. Can't wait hey. to talk about this on. Yeah. Quotes from Springfield, but oh, it's awesome. Uh, yeah. It's a terrible camp run by uh, some very evil <laughs> Mr. Black and Jimbo uh, Dolphin Kearney as the counselors. It's fantastic. <laughs> they bring us like, well, I'm a property singer. Here's Krusty. That's not Krusty the Clown. What do you think? I just slapped the some wino with a clown suit. Ah, oh, one of the greatest episodes of all time. It is. What season is that? Have you done that on quotes from Springfield yet? I have not. Season I want to say it's season. Yeah, I was going to say three or four. All right. For the record. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Scott, number one. Uh, Camp Crystal Lake. There it is. That's it. You guys have said all those. <laughs> the kids. Oh, the kids diving under the beds. Kids diving under the beds. Yes. How come there's no <laughs> gift for that? That's not like mainstream. Yeah, make it I happen, know. Alex. Okay. Well, I know Kevin Bacon was on top of the bed, and then he got a like a scuba diving shaft through his throat or something, right? Yes. I did. Did either of you ever go away to a summer camp? Nope, no, I never did. Yeah. I closest I had was like, like local day camp at like the community center. That was 
not not the same thing, obviously. <laughs> yeah, no, I never did anything like that. Nope. We had a we had a our own cabin up in Big Bear that we went to, but no no camp. It always seemed like when I watched the movies, it seemed like fun, but it also seemed bad at the same time. So I don't know. Yeah, I was all the machete murderers up there. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, you know what? I don't think I know anybody that went away to camp. That just maybe this wasn't a thing that kids did in Southern California. Because yeah. we have like fucking beaches and mountains, every, like not not to brag mm-hmm. or nothing, but like, yeah. <laughs> you could ski and surf in the same day. You could. Yeah, I just drink in colder climates and hotter climates. <laughs> <laughs> I used to ski, never surfed, did bodyboard. Been, and I once farted on the set of Blue Lagoon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Good, good, good point, Jeff. <laughs> All right. Uh, I had one honorable mention, and it's Camp Cucamonga. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You guys got any? No, I'm good. Uh, no. <laughs> All right. Well, then it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? So, Bucks lose. Yeah, they did. You know how uh, old uh, Goffy McGoff was the last time the uh, the Rams beat the Bucks? No. Goffy McGoff. He was, he was seven years old. I'm going to assume because they don't play each other that often. Although they're both in the NFC, or no, no, that's not Bucks, true. Bucks, Alex. Bucks are, what are you talking about the Bucks are AFC, right? No, they're NFC. Are they NFC? What am I thinking of? Then? What's his name? Jared Goff. Yeah, yeah. Seven years old. Last time the Rams beat the Bucks. Mm, no. And Tom Brady didn't have any rings. I think that's wrong, but whatever. I'm too lazy to look it up. <laughs> so it's right. I win by default. <laughs> yeah. All right. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, fuck the Buccaneers. All right. It's time for <laughs> Niamh News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Cor- correction. Fuck Tom Brady. I don't give a shit much of a shit about Tom, the Buccaneers, but. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Always, always happy to see <laughs> Tammy take take the L. Um, all right. So, uh, it only took, I'm doing, doing some quick maths here. Uh, mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. it only took, uh, let's see. It only took I can 30, hear the steam coming out of your yes, head. Yes. Yes. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, again, I'm going to use a term, like- I'm going to use a term that we haven't, I haven't said in a while, but to, to pull the curtain back, we usually record pretty late. Um, so it only took 36 years, but Wonder Woman 1984 is finally going to be released. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Like uh, December's, you know, I guess holiday stuff too is nice. <laughs> but uh, in uh, just less than two weeks now, um, Cyberpunk 2077 will be out. Mm-hmm. Which I've been looking forward to forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, 
But then on Christmas Day... They, Wait, what is that? Oh, oh, I thought you were just busting my balls. Um, yeah. It's, it's going to be... It's the game, Jeff. It's uh, So it's by um, CD Projekt Red. Um, they are... I withdraw my question. <laughs> These are the late. same guys that, that made um, the Witcher games. I don't know if you played, the, mm-hmm. played any of those, Jeff. Yes. No, I didn't play the game or watch the show, but yes. Okay. I have not played the games, but I did watch the show. Um, so they've been working on this game forever. They announced this like, I don't know, five or six years ago? Wait, Alex can help me out here. Mm-hmm. Um, this really cool CG trailer, which was like, it, it just looked some cool sh- like cyberpunk kind of stuff happening. Yeah, lady with robot arms. Yeah, yeah. I have robot. no idea if it actually plays anything, but just like it looked cool. Um, yeah. So you can have this big action, this open world action RPG by these guys that, that know how to make that kind of a game. Um, this is right up my alley. Um, you know, I love Fallout. Uh, Fallout is not cyberpunk, but there, there are definitely cyberpunk elements to it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm all about the, the big action RPG. Um, so I've been looking forward to this game forever, but it's gotten delayed again and again and again and again. Um, but it will finally, finally be out on December 10th. Um, <laughs> it's to the point now where their PR is, is now just cracking jokes about how it's going to be delayed again. Like, <laughs> like Jesus. without... You know they're not they're not actually saying it's going to be delayed, but they're like clowning on themselves, which I respect. I feel bad for those people because like I I don't, I don't I can see exactly how it happens for the the, the PR is like going to the developers. It, it'll be out on this time, right? Going going to the producers. It'll be out on this time, and everybody's oh yeah yeah, yeah. we we guarantee it. And then they, they they go like okay guys, we just checked in, everything's good to go on November like seventeenth, and then like two days later. Oh, yeah. Uh, so about that, <laughs> <laughs> yep, we're pushing it back. Um, but anyways, uh, what I wanted to talk about though uh, was Wonder Woman 1984 uh, will be released, I think, in theaters. I was a little fuzzy on that part, but also on HBO Safe Max. Theaters. Um, same day uh, on Christmas Day, um, so we all have that to look forward to. If uh, if you enjoyed the first Wonder Woman, if you're looking forward to the next thing in the, the DC EU, if they're even calling that anymore, I don't know. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm looking forward to this. It definitely has like I, I've been avoiding the trailers other than like the first one that I saw, um, mm-hmm. but based on a couple of the posters and and that trailer, it it definitely feels like it has a uh, like Thor kind of Ragnarok vibe. Um, where they were with like, just like the wild, like it's a lot more colorful. Um, there it's maybe not taking itself as seriously. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm just, I'm looking forward to this. Like there's, there's really only been a couple movies, um, that, that I've been looking forward to, um, this year with everything just getting delayed anyways. Uh, so, and then this was one of them. So... Hopefully, there's no catch to it, like other than just having to have HBO Max. I just saw something with the Kevin Smith's podcast. They were saying no, you just need HBO Max. It's not like the Mulan thing on okay. uh, Disney Plus. 
Well, that's really good. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we should probably just watch it and do an app. Do a podcast on I it. I agree. No? Do it early. Yeah. It's Christmas, so maybe do it. I know we don't record that much over the holidays, but early January sometime. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. Let's see if I cool. can snake a free trial. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you can borrow. I'm borrowing my brother's. I'm sure he'll let you borrow it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Nope, you didn't hear that, HBO. FBI, yeah, stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the rule. <laughs> you have to tell us, though, if you're listening. Yeah, if, if you're listening, okay, you're a cop. Safe. You have to tell us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, that's that's really all I wanted to go over. Uh, Alex, anything you want to talk about? Yeah, I just recently caught uh, Godzilla: King of All Monsters, which I, I'm a pretty big Godzilla fan, so I'm surprised it took me this long to watch this movie, and I loved it. You know, past all the hype and all the, you know, stuff and people didn't like it and the human drama was getting in the way of stuff. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, yeah, the, the human drama stuff was a little bit, you know, slow at times. But the movie, a monster movie like that kind of needs that break in between monsters fighting. And this movie had a lot of monster fighting. Uh, so I loved it. Uh, and I was like researching because they, they gave glimpses and computer screens of like names of different code names of other monsters and they showed glimpses of other ones too. So I just went down a rabbit hole to see which ones were, were just mentioned, which ones were actually in the movie. And I can't wait for Godzilla vs. King Kong. I still haven't seen Kong Island either. So I think yeah. I'm going to get off my ass and watch that movie Kong, too. Kong Island's definitely worth a watch. It is. Awesome. Did we, did we not... Talk or about Skull that Island. Island. Skull, Skull Island. Island. I, I swore, like, I watched it on Jeff's behest. Like, I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe I watched it I with Jeff, think so. actually. Now that I think about it. Then we talk about King Kong. I don't think you saw it with me. What? What's going on? Pretty sure I, I saw Skull Island in the theater. I, I don't. I think I watched it with you, Jeff. I don't know if it was, like, the first time you'd seen it. Oh, okay. That could be possible. Um, yeah, I was a fan of What's Her Face in that movie. Brie Larson. Yes. Cool. Um, but uh, even What's His Face was good, too. Andy Serkis? The Hid. Alex's, uh, no, sorry, Scott's boyfriend. The Hid. The yeah. Hid. <laughs> you, Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a lot harder to do it on the one syllable first name. <laughs> Like a lot of like little Jerry Lewis there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good night. Yeah, that's it. That's it for me. All right, Jeff. Anything you want to talk about? Um, a couple things before we talk into talk about Mandalorian. Uh, I think I told you last week I started playing Warcraft three again. I don't think I played it since. I got tired of it. Um, Money will spend. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> it was like. It was pretty cheap, but I'll, and I'll play it maybe over the holiday break some more. Um, well, as far as nerd stuff, I set up my man cave, moved into a new house. I got my premium format action figures everywhere, which I've been collecting for the past six years. And I finally got them on display. It's pretty cool. As I look around right now, I can see the Joker and Catwoman and Spider-Man and the Predator and Tauntaun and Darth Vader and <laughs> Darth Maul. We yeah, can, can confirm 
Yeah, I've, I've yeah. seen proof of, of Jeff's nerd cave. Yeah, mm-hmm. I also got my hockey stuff in here, and I got a Hulk, and I just got to find my goddamn Lord of the Rings sword. What is what's Aragorn's sword when it's completely? Is it Narsil? What is it? It's it's um, Andoril, I think. When it's and, I think it's Narsil when it's shards. I think it's that's Andoril. Andoril, never yeah. ending sword. Oh. <laughs> I do got to get a stuff Falcor and put him in here. Or maybe uh, a diorama of, uh, damn it, what's the horse's name? Shadowfax? No, Sartaz. What is it? Sartaz. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. You've got you've to get a Zardoz action figure in there. Mm-hmm. No, what's the name of the doors in Ever in Story? It's uh, C Tracks. <laughs> Rift Tracks. It's Rift Tracks. It's A Tracks. <laughs> Arf- artifacts, Artemex, Artemis. <laughs> what is a- it? Atrax. It's Artex. Atrax. Okay. Artex. Artex. Sorry. Oh. I always think it's Atrex. It's Artex. But Jeff, Artex. I'm 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 completely serious. You need the Zardoz. <laughs> in tribute, no. in tribute of Connery. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, maybe one of these Let's days. Get that poster and action figure. I don't know if like Hot Toys makes like the Rock action figures, but that'd be pretty cool. Then I'd get a Sean Connery and. Daniel Goodspeed. Um, Goodspeed all right. Other than that, I've been exploring Gotch. Disney Plus, and they have the Marvel Legacy stuff on there, which they're calling it, or Legends. So it's like the original X Men movies and uh, stuff like that. So I rewatched X Men and X Men Two. Um, I don't know if we've ever done these on on here. Maybe we should, but they hold up. I was expecting it to be kind of bad because they were kind of the original, and they didn't really. They kind of like. They didn't dive right in, right? They had the whole joke about late war and yellow latex and stuff where they kind of, yeah. I, I thought it was really good. I thought I, it was like really well casted movie and I, I was surprised it held up for me. I, I would say for, for a while, the X-Men 2 was kind of the the gold standard yeah. for tentpole comic book movies. Yeah, but I just thought after all the whole MCU thing that it kind of, it wouldn't look good and I still think it does. I'm... Uh, I would recommend it. if you haven't watched them in a while, watch those. They also have all the Fantastic Four movies on there, and I don't know if I'm worth <laughs> no, <if> don't. <laughs> worth me trying. We tried watching the latest Fantastic Four movie, and we turned it off. <laughs> Twenty minutes in, like, no. and I never saw the new one. It's a rough with, one. Uh, yes, don't. I forgot who was even in it, but uh, Miles Teller it was Reed Richards. Yeah, Michael Jordan, right? Michael B. Jordan's in it. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan is Human Torch, yeah. and then mm-hmm. Sue Storm was um, uh, Kate Mara. Yeah. Okay. I, I never saw. I kind of wanted to see it because I like some. I like those actors, but I heard it's heard the movie's terrible. Eesh. Yeah. All right. So anyway, just the news flash. Go on Disney Plus. Watch some of these old uh, comic book movies. Well, but, uh, yeah. Except for the greatest comic book hero of all time, and I can't believe Disney Plus still hasn't put him on. Oh, is it uh, Condor Man? Great, yeah, it is Condor Man. Man. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Condor Man. Literally, that was the, within the first day of me owning Disney Plus. I looked for it and they didn't have it, and I was pissed off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, I'll search him up. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. And I do forget that they have Simpsons on there. Like, I'll be flipping through the TV channels and I see Simpsons and I'm like, hey, why don't I just go to Disney Plus? And then I forget and I never do. Unless I'm studying up for an episode of Quotes from Springfield. That's right. That's right. 
All right. Uh, well, speaking of quotes from Springfield, how about uh, Jeff Talk Star Wars and Mandalorian mm-hmm. episode four? Season two. I forgot what it was called. The heist. What was it called? The siege. The siege. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that one aired a couple of days ago. Uh, I had no. I have, I have not done my Patreon episode yet, but I will. Directed by uh, one Carl Withers. Yeah. Directed by one Carl Weathers. Mm-hmm. Maybe you got a stew going. Um, it was cool to see Carl Weathers and Gina Carano again show up. We got returning characters as well as I don't like the character, but uh, what's his face? Not Will Sasso. Horatio uh, Sands. Yeah. Horatio Sands. Oh. <laughs> Will Sasso would have been great. <laughs> a question for you guys. Did, question. Did, so her name's... Cara Dune? Cara Dune? Yeah, something yeah. like okay. that. Did, did she have that tattoo in the first season? Oh, like a, yes. Like, yeah. Fuck. I, I just realized in this last episode that it was a, it was a tattoo of the, the rebel symbol. Like, yeah, I, I just mm, thought it was like, a, I just thought it was like very a small. birthmark or something. Like I didn't realize that it was the, which is funny. Cause no, I watched she, it on like the same TV, like, <laughs> I did. I did the the first season. So anyway, the one thing I guess we're talking slight spoilers here. So five, four, three, two, one. Did they say? In, have you guys both seen it? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Did they say in the first season that she was from Alderaan? They nope. Nope. I think they were. Yeah. They, so they basically this episode was kind of funny that they they did this massive info dump like in the last five minutes. Like, yeah. everything else was kind of like side story and then it was like oh shit like a lot of stuff happens in the last five minutes but that was like one of them was, was some of her backstory mm-hmm. yeah okay so I wasn't sure if we knew that before so that was cool um, whatever they're doing with Baby Yoda are they, is that going to be like how Snoke comes from uh, I'm assuming maybe uh, I hope not I mean, Snoke's already happened, so you can't get rid of it. So I, I, I don't know. Yeah, if that's I, I don't want to play into it and all that bullshit. Man, I don't know. Um, so that that I thought was interesting, and uh, yeah, Baby Yoda's cute as always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those fucking macarons. Yeah, <laughs> using the force to steal the other guy's blue. <laughs> I want some. I want some. I want some thin mints now. <laughs> yeah. Especially um, those were, yeah. Cool little high scene, good good scene. Uh, just I don't know. I always like it when stormtroopers show up. The speeder bike chase, those watching those things jump down yeah, the mountain were awesome. kind of cool. I bought it. But if you listen to uh, what was the Star Wars in character, they did a whole episode on the speeder bikes, and it turns out that those speeder bikes are rated to go like something like 150, 200 feet in the air. So I don't know. Why couldn't they just fly straight off the edge and then slide, slowly glide down, huh? Hmm. They're they're going off of legend stuff. I don't nah, know. still, nah. I, I, they could fly up. I, I will say, like, <laughs> this 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 one, I, I'd have to go back and watch the first season, so it's a little harder for me to compare to that. But this episode definitely felt like the most Star Wars episode. Like, that like follows like takes pages out of the Star Wars playbook from the movies, anyway. Um, you have the, the ragtag team um, trying to get the MacGuffin done in the base. And then there's uh, a chase scene with speeder bikes. And then and then there's uh, uh, TIE fighters and a dogfight and uh, stormtroopers running around everywhere. 
Like this, this felt like a like a Star Wars like C plot or something like that, and one of the the big movies. Yeah, yeah, agree. I agree. And then I wonder, like, I actually like, like, I don't know if it was a a an homage or not, but basically the like mini version of the Millennium Falcon with the uh, I, I still don't know Carl was his character's name. In this what is it? Car grief something grief yeah um, grief, grief carga grief carga yeah he's basically um like grabbing like the, the gunners shooting down tie fighters and then someone's up piloting up front piloting the millennium falcon you know uh, mm-hmm. that's classic star wars right there and then also the razor crest serving as the millennium falcon as well right. coming at the exactly. last second yeah i was just yeah. about to say yeah that that's yeah also right out of that um i didn't even know the razor crest could do that by the way Right, shoot lasers? Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, it was in the first season. He shot down another bounty hunter trying to get him. Right, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not. He did, he did the Top Gun stop. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm yeah. not saying that it wasn't a thing. I just did not remember it at all. Oh. Um, I did. I did. My, my one gripe with this episode was that uh, they fixed his ship awfully fast. Yeah, uh, but it's sure. about time. Yeah, I think the Mon Calamari did some solid work, and they was like, "Oh, we just got to get rid of these wires and get some new panels up here." I guess. Uh, yeah. Actually, actually, two. <laughs> I don't know. Two, two gripes with this, which was uh, again spoilers from the the previous episode, which was like, "Oh, we're gonna go to this planet and talk to a Jedi." And this episode starts. Oh, that's how that episode ends. This episode starts with. Oh, fuck that. We're going to go do this other thing now. <laughs> like, oh, well, he didn't help. He couldn't the get ship there. Wasn't gonna... No, no. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it makes sense. It's just funny that, like, where they put the emphasis on, yeah. on, on, on like, the, the plot points. Um, I, I think you have to realize for this show, just because they set something up in episode one or episode before does not mean they're going to go there directly. <laughs> well, they, this is, like, the last thing they do in the last episode, though. Like, but still, they've been doing like Boba Fett was the last thing they showed in episode one. Still haven't talked about that at all. Right. But that wasn't like, like Mando, like literally says like, like, okay, we're off to find this. Like, or okay, we now we know this Jedi is. That's where we're headed. Like, and then shows him flying off toward that direction. Like, yeah, but you'd have enough. This ship is going to fall apart. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Just, I guess, learn to expect filler episodes. And I think this is more than that because you did get some background story. Like. Uh, not back. We're not background story, but just more weird implications, like yeah. the beginning of the first order, right? Where the the one X wing pilot was telling him, "Hey, more and more of this stuff's happening. We need your help." And I think this is how the first order shows up. As much as I hate the sequels, mm-hmm. at least it's it's starting to like show the seeds of that, right? Which I think was a cool little. I, I do. I do like that. Like this. This old. Like what? What? What are the? What? What do they call humans in the Star Wars universe? Basic humans, basic bitches, basic bitches. Like, <laughs> they don't really have a race, they speak basic, like Alex okay, says, okay. but I don't think well, well, they don't. Well, just... The equivalent of an old Korean man or like a middle aged Korean guy is like single handedly like keeping the peace out in the outer rims. Like, <laughs> like I do like that the guy keeps showing up, <laughs> like the uh, the mm-hmm. the what I think they officially announced, but they officially called it the. The new new republic, or what do they call it? Yeah, yeah, they're the new republic. republic. The new republic, um, mm-hmm. and that yeah. Amando officially like mentions the Jedi. He he fucking like we were asking about this, or I'd asked about this like two episodes back, where he he knows he's going to the Jedi, like so that's not like a thing anymore. 
Yeah. Yeah. And which, so based on the internet rumors, next week's episode is directed by, or this week's, I should say, is directed by Dave Filoni, which means we're going to get Ahsoka this week because that's his His pride and joy. Yeah, that's his baby. So (laughs) if he is directing, it's 100% chance she's at least premiering in this episode. Um, Cool. Which would be cool, but I'm... Where the fuck was she during uh, the rebellion? I don't know. I guess I should watch the cartoons, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Luke could have used a little help. Star Wars Rebels. She was uh, helping Ezra become better. Yeah. Better than <laughs> Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> um, Old man joke. Yeah. <laughs> but it's about better than Ezra, but less than Jake. Yeah. 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 That was a cool episode. <laughs> um so the one thing I started was there's I've looked on as a games radar. You guys familiar with this website? Yes. Yes. It sounds like something you guys would like. Okay. Um they have the top they have the 12 episodes you should watch to get to make to blend in with episode, uh, season 2 of Mandalorian. So it's the stuff with uh I already forgot the Katie Sackhoff's character with her sister dealing with the the dark lightsaber uh, dark saber yeah dark saber so Wait, is, that, that's is, that, is, that, is that more stuff that happens outside of the series yeah so oh it's like God. 12 episodes of clone wars and rebels so there's a whole backstory of where that stuff's introduced where katie sockoff's characters was her bo-katan whatever her name is uh, <laughs> bo-katan <laughs> bo-katan <laughs> so uh i don't know i'm watching that i was I'll put a couple episodes in and I'll let you guys know if it's good or not. Maybe that's something we can do a podcast on. I, 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 I was not, at, I'll at least do a Jeff talk star. I, I was kind of sad that I, that I missed out on the last episode or talking about the last episode. Cause I met Jeff squeed like a, like a teenage girl at a Beatles concert when she took off her helmet and it was Starbuck. Oh yeah. Starbuck <laughs> and star Wars. Yeah. I did. I, awesome. I did really like, um, in that Mandalorian outfit. Whew. Yeah. They, I, 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 I did like, you know, everyone, like this was the reminder that it's not just Mando, all the Mandalorians are badasses. So, and I did like the additional lore of like, not all of them are like these, I don't know, monks. Irreligious <laughs> zealots. Zealots, yeah. yeah. They're, they're not samurai. Um, but, but I mean, maybe, maybe his way is the way and they're the ones that have strayed. We'll find out. Um, yeah, maybe. But yeah, I just, I just liked her whole like persona, her whole, her whole get up, how she had the, um, not like a hairband. It was it was kind of like a tiara, but not really. Yeah, kind of a little bit like a Lobot thing. But this was like hers was like decorative. <laughs> Lobot tiara. But I mean, her, yeah. hers was decorative though. I don't think she was like dude. It's like a cyborg thing. Um, oh, I thought it had some lights on it. Didn't? No, it was just like a piece of metal. Uh, oh, okay. But I but I did like that. They're like, okay, this is this is a Star Wars princess, like effectively. We haven't mm-hmm. really seen one of those so far in the, in the series. So. Yeah. so I guess I'm going to find out as I start watching these Clone Wars episodes. I guess there's a big age difference here because this girl is like supposed to be five years younger than Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> so like doesn't really make up sense when A New Hope, which happens whatever, eight years mm-hmm. before this, is a shriveled up old man. And, and she's, uh, she's a Mandalorian. Well, that, that, that's what people are giving excuses for. She yeah. ages different. If Yoda, yeah, the baby Yoda's 50. Yeah, she's so. from Mandalore. Do we know where Obi Wan Kenobi's from? I just thought of this. Do we know what his own planet is? Uh, Kenobi One. I don't 
<laughs> Omicron Percy I eight. Bay yeah, Prime. There it is. Yeah. Earth X. Um, all right. Well, that's all I got. Uh, uh, stay tuned for a special Patreon episode for that. Uh, speaking of Patreon, if you haven't already, please go over to our Patreon website, patreon.com slash Hans shot first. You'll get episodes of me talking about Star Wars, Alex doing quotes from Springfield uh, with special appearances by Scott occasionally. Mm-hmm. Did you use the new logo finally? Yes. All right. Good. Jeez. I've been using it since you told me about it. All right. Good. Um, he's been using it since you made it for him like a week ago Alex <laughs> no God damn it. Alex made it a while I just didn't I forgot about it <laughs> alright good because I haven't recorded in freaking forever um, so anyway that's that uh, I don't know go check out an old episode on our stream we got we did Commando 12 years ago yeah we should we're we due we should do that again how, it was that was our first how, episode how long ago was Commando <laughs> 17 years? I think it was seven years. I think it was in 13. Wow. The episode that started yeah. yeah, we're due. We should do Commando again. Back when we had a soundboard and didn't have intro music. Back, <laughs> back when we... 13. November 19... Oh, so almost just over seven years ago. Wow. November 19th, 2013. This podcast is older than, than all of your kids. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, and then we did a commentary. Uh, what episode do you think the commentary was? Oh yeah, that's right. Shit. Oh, uh, that was only like what two years ago. Yeah, two years ago, mm-hmm. episode two hundred, and we're at like episode three forty something <laughs> now. So the was, the, uh, the first and last commentary. <laughs> Now, I the know. first and last commentary was a Star Wars we'll holiday special. On that one, right? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. This one actually got published, uh, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, we just got to plan better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, folks, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Yes, everybody enjoy your Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Life Day. Be happy safe. New Millennium. Yeah. Be Hopefully safe. you can celebrate with your family in some form or fashion. Yeah, safely. Please, yeah. Eat, eat your turkey. Eat your taters. Be excellent to or each don't. other. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And drink I mean, a lot. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> oh, finally, turkey dinner all to myself. I mean, and the kids, I guess. <laughs> More for me. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. Okay, uh, on to my number one, and it's along the same lines, but specifically, I had Wednesday in my number two, but number one is uh, both Gomez and Morticia. They, they make this movie.
everything you guys have already talked about, their their passion for each other, their just the whole Abbas family vibe they give off, and just everything about it. It's, um, but you can't have one without the other. <laughs> oh no, you shouldn't have opened that closet. Yeah, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Scott, what are you doing? Hmm? <laughs> that wasn't you? I was readjusting my chair. I thought I turned off my mic. <laughs> we thought you opened a closet and it comically was overstuffed with boxes and stuff. Which is keys and tennis balls. Yeah, basketball. I'm I'm actually a little concerned that that audio was coming through because I I literally turned off my mic. Like I don't know. That's weird. Are you using the wrong mic? I hope not. <laughs> well, mute it and say something. Right in the middle here. All right. Now I'm muted. And nope, you're not. We hear you. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, I'm not muted. Uh, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're keeping this in the episode, by the way. Yeah. yeah, this is good. What's the uh, timestamp? Maybe I'll, this is the sticker. This is good stuff. Whatever. <laughs> Move along. Okay. 